Hello and welcome to Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hunter Van Lera, hey, and I'm hey. joined by James Santana. Hey. How you doing? We're brought to you by Android's Comics. Uh, how are you? Now let's start the show with news. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> All right. James Wan. Yo. James James Wan. James Wan. Guy who did Aquaman. Yes. The DCEU, <laughs> which is still a thing. No, maybe. Maybe. We, we don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how Batman goes. I've given up. <laughs> he is going to produce an Aquaman animated miniseries yes. titled Aquaman King of Atlantis. It's supposed to be three standalone stories uh, following his rise to king. Yes. So it they, take uh, place before... Does it just take place... It will be it's t- after Aquaman, because that takes place after Justice League. Yeah, so it's going to be tied to his Justice League movie. They have confirmed that it will be tied to yeah, his... it's going to be Momoa, it's going to be the side... Oh, yeah, yeah Aquaman. Aquaman movie, sorry. Um, it is tied to that, so what they're going to be doing is... It's like it's the in between stuff. Yeah, like it's so, like, it's so they don't have to dwell on it because Aquaman two they'll be like he's king, deal with it. Right. So it's this is be, like how he gets up. It's there. like a lot of it's gonna be like the end of Aquaman, but like some of it may because there's three different standalone stories in it. Yeah. So you might see some of it that was taking place when he was younger, when yeah. he was, when he was a little kid. You might see some Ocean Master stuff pop up. You might up see again. when he was for, when he's right before like uh, the some Black Manthers background a little bit yeah. more, and what Ocean Master and Black Manther were planning. And then, like, a little post-Aquaman, like, a bridge. Yeah. You know, so that's the, the... So far, they've only released the still of what the actual title card looks like. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah, see they, that. Yeah, the, the title card when they did the, they first announced the actual series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's HBO, so we know it's got a decent budget. And James Wan's... I, I believe yeah. in James Wan. Yeah. He uh, made Aquaman's orange and green suit actually look, look cool. Look cool. I so, know. I mean, yeah, granted, Jason Momoa was in it, so it automatically looks cool. I know. Like, you're having fucking <laughs> schlub like one of us fucking in that orange green yeah. suit. Hey, right. looking look good. He talked to fish. Dude, Mermaid Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. It's basically boy. what it would look like. So... It's true, actually. I'm in. I'm. <laughs> with your, your, I mean, your Barnacle Man uniform f- also have the. Uh, Barnacle Man. The Barnacle Man, <laughs> yes. Your Murray Man will also have the. Uh, the she clam nipples, for sure. You know, you clean so them out or not. <laughs> I hope that they do more than three. But right. It's like if it does really well, like if it performs well. But then again, it might be like how HBO stuff, which we'll get to later. If the director doesn't want to stay on, he might not continue. So I'd also. And also, helps. I'd like to see like a Shazam. Or like a Suicide Squad or a Superman, right. like more series like this right. that do in between stories. Right. Also, I think the reason why they're doing three different standalone stories, it may not mean three different standalone episodes. It may mean these are stories we want to tell, and this story will be one season. This story will be another one. Very right? like True Detective. It does say three standalone stories. Yes, you could mean three seasons. Yes, it, it could be, be like three five episode seasons or right. eight episode seasons. Right, they're half an yeah. hour long. They're animated, so. Yeah. You know, also, I think it's all a way for them to be like, hey, we'll do these three stories. That's all we're telling. Mm-hmm. It's going to, it may take us, you know, a year and a half to do it, but it's enough time, one, to garner enough support to do it. Because we know there's probably going to be an Aquaman, too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, enough time to cover the, 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 the spectrum from this to then mm-hmm. to finally getting it done. It might also, because this is all speculation, this is me just, you know, cutting out the bit. Um, it could be things like, they want smaller stories, so yeah. they may be three big long, hour-long episodes. Be one three-hour movie, pretty much. Yeah. and so which would be like an Aquaman one point five. Yeah, exactly. You know, so there's other ways to go about looking at the term three stories without going. It's definitely three episodes. So yeah, yeah. it could Probably be like, anything. It, it could be, be three mini movies. Right. It yeah. could be there could be three hour and a half episodes. Yeah. It's not like, like it's unheard of. animated style, right. like Batman Bad Blood and right. Judas Contract. Right. Like it's just that they're a part of a series yeah. instead of it being. 
a piece by itself. Yeah, exactly. So I'm down for that. Yeah, absolutely. What do we got next, James? I know we've been excited about this forever. Yo, I'm so hyped. Like, <laughs> we've been talking about it like it's a real thing, and I hope it does become true. Yeah, so Hulkling has been rumored to be cast in the MCU for WandaVision. Hell yes. With a little bit maybe some Young Avengers showing off. You just <clears> gotta <throat> get Young Avengers. We got Kate Bishop confirmed. We have potentially Billy and Teddy. Hell yeah. We know we have the dog and Viv for sure. So I let's you're go. Like, you're so high to the dog. That's the funny part about it. Dude, I can't um, wait for the dog. So <laughs> it's not... Okay. I'm not against the idea of, of, of Teddy being cast in... we already have the scrolls and the Kree. Right. So it would make sense cast to be like, animation. we need some character. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't mind that. Yeah. So my problem is... like they're introducing something crazy. The problem I have is that we don't know enough about what the actual synopsis of what WandaVision is about. Yeah. Because we have a lot of theories about what WandaVision is yeah, about. Yeah, we had and a not, theory about right. it, like it's all in her head. Right. And then we also had that Spectrum's going to show up and she's going to well, go gonna, inside. We know yeah, she's going to be there. in the show. We know like, Sword's there. So we know Sword's there. We know Spectrum's going to be there. Apparently Jimmy Woo is supposed to be yeah, there Yeah, Jimmy Woo because he's the shield liaison. Yeah. So we know these characters. We know these are confirmed characters appearing in the show. We just don't know in what capacity yeah. and how they affect the show is. And we've seen leaked audition tapes of... A boy yeah. doing like robotic esque things, like it's gonna be the son of Vision, like the Tom King run. We know right. they're taking heavily heavy inspiration. From Which that. we knew that, but like we know that the they're doing style look and stuff like that. That yeah, they have. but instead of it being Vision making a wife, it's actually Wanda. So how are they gonna make both robot kids? Especially since Vision's dead in the universe. Right. Like, is it or is it gonna be a mixture of Billy? And the kid's personality, and then Viv, and then also Teddy's gonna be there for reasons. Right. I mean, we know Teddy's not related to those two characters, but Billy, right, yeah, through through transitive property of Billy, <laughs> right. So we don't know in what capacity certain these characters and and what the true synopsis. We'll know more once they finally do the synopsis. Funny enough, that there it's the one one of the only Marvel properties that's slated to be coming out this year that has no synopsis because listed. they want to keep it crazy. Right, they want to keep it very close to the chest. I think yeah. because. Uh, and we talked about this last week. I, I think they announced stuff too early last time, and that kind of hype has gone away. So, like, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, the yeah. leaked rumor, the leaked synopsis came out. Doesn't mean yeah. it's hundred percent true. That it was like, oh, an old enemy. So we know Baron Mordor's coming back, which we kind of already seen yeah. from the original. Doctor we know Dormammu's getting a little peek. Right. We like, know there's going to be a main. villain. We know Nightmare's probably will be the villain. We yeah. know Dormammu's coming we know back. Wanda's Not Dormammu. Um. Mortal. Bear Mortal come back. We yeah. know um, Wanda's in it because uh, they've confirmed that this ties into Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, because Benedict is going to be in WandaVision at some mm-hmm. point, probably yeah. last episode. Right. So, we and it's because I think what they're doing is keeping it close to chest because the synopsis may leak yeah. to me what may be the true synopsis of Doctor Strange. Yeah. So well, Scott Derrickson just left due to creative differences because yeah. he wanted to make a horror movie and... They didn't want to do a horror movie. Right. So. so I think a lot of it came down to that's why they haven't really released the WandaVision stuff. They yeah. may be tweaking some of it. Yeah, because it's tied to to, tied to Doctor Strange. Like, so, Moon Knight's not tied to anything. Neither right. She-Hulk or Kamala. Or, right. Oh, as far as we know. Or even Hawkeye. Yeah, as far as, as, far as we know. know yeah. about right now. Um, but, like, again, if they turn around and was like, yeah, he left for creative differences, and it totally, completely changes the tone of one property yeah. because they are closely tied do they do you think they're going back and changing some of the, the stuff that exactly. they wanted to do in synopsis or, or whatever they have planned because of that uh but we will we'll know more yeah my biggest complaint about the disney plus mcu shows mm-hmm. is they've all been announced as limited series which means they're only going to be one season about eight episodes which eight is fine ten, which is good but okay. also i i would love to see i uh, wandavision is one that only lasts a season i get that right. hawkeye 
could last the entire fraction run all the way up until Kate leaves. There's to a reason, and I know the reason why, and you're not gonna like this. The well, besides reason, the Jeremy Renner shit. No, no, besides no. Besides them no, maybe doing. No, 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 oh, you no. mean the reason for the MCU stuff? Yeah, why? The, yeah, okay. not 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 like <laughs> actors' real life I stuff. I thought you meant okay. Not actors' real life <laughs> stuff. The reason why um, they are doing it, and, and this is not like I know, but like the more likelihood is that they're doing these limited runs. Because it, they're once they're done with those characters telling their story, they're going to then translate them into movies. Well, they said Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and uh, Ms. Marvel will be will be a show and then pop up in a movie and right. then maybe have another season. Right. But they didn't say that about WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and... Uh, Loki. And Loki. And, and Hawkeye. And then uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. The reason why, because those those are direct fallouts from their movies. True. So Loki re- is a direct fallout from when he blips away in Endgame. Right. And uh, with Soldier Falcon is... Is direct fallout from Cap Endgame. being yeah. old. Yeah. And, you know, WandaVision is from Infinity Vi- War slash Endgame. Yeah. So these are kind of fallouts, and it's a way for them and to... And Hawkeye th- is just like, let's introduce Kate Bishop. Right. <laughs> I think the thing is, they're doing these fillers, so they don't have... To, these limited TV runs, so they don't have to put all that money into a movie. I get it. Because, like, it. would you honestly sit there and wait another... Let's say they did these as say they did these as movies as movies that you got a and not counting like the the new characters. I'm just counting the WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye. Would I see a Loki movie? Yes. Would I wait? Want to wait three years for it? No. No. Like, would you? Also, depending on what they want to do. Also, think about this way: each if each episode is an hour, you're getting an eight hour long movie. I know. I get think about it. that way. Yeah, you're getting more for minutes, it, yeah. but also. You're you're getting in the entire story done and will lead you into the next part of the MCU. Yeah, but like the four, the first four they announced, the only one I'd want to see get more, the only two I'd want to see get more seasons would be Loki because it'd be dumb mischief. But that one's very. But we don't know. Yeah, we don't and know. And then Hawkeye because of the Haw- Cape again, stuff. again, we don't know what that I really know, means. But we know they're building the. Other we know Avengers. we don't know though. But like they got Cassie. They're they got casting ca- Kate. They, we have they, we have Hulkling rumors. Viv is definitely going to be we, a bigger part in the universe right. because of what she is in the. But Viv was now. never a young Avenger. I know, but now she's going to be right potentially. You know, for the MCU, and we might stuff. have Billy. Right, we don't know how that all yeah, works. The I MCU think, Young Avengers is going to be very weird. I think Ms. I, Marvel might be the leader of it. Right, and I, that's why I don't think they're really building the. MCU, I don't think they're building the Young Avengers. I think a lot of people want to see them. I mean, obviously. And I think it's more of the fan base going, "Hey, we want again." It's one of those we just want to see the characters we like on screen. Well, I mean, we're also connecting the dots from casting. We know Kate right. Bishop, we know Hulkling, or well, maybe, and we know Cassie's there. We know, so we have we three truly, out of five. We so truly we're like, only know of the Young Avengers. We know Cassie and Hawkeye. Yeah, that's it. That's the only one we can definitely say anything I at know. all at this point. We don't know the Billy thing. Maybe just be a rumor. Yeah, Billy and Teddy are just rumors. Rumors, you know. Yeah. Um, because there was another rumor that say, oh well, they're gonna, uh, they're bringing speedster and they're bringing in uh, speed, speed, and they're bringing Tommy in. But I'm like, but are they? They're like, oh well, no. But we're also building from the Tom King run. We can't, you can't yeah, do, do the you, twins and unless Bill. they have four kids, right? You know, and it's like two green and two like right it white guys. It's like what the fuck is right? This? It doesn't make sense for if they do if they are basing it off of Tom King's run, which is fine, and and the Vivian, uh, Vision Scarlet Witch miniseries, yeah. What they can do is, yes, they can do the telepandemonium story where she creates the, the kids, but then in turn, to keep them alive, she creates them as androids, and then we'll have them as um, Vision, as um, Viv, I don't know her brother's name. Yeah, Victor, maybe? I, no, that's... No, that's definitely not. No, that's Victoria's, <laughs> you're thinking. You're thinking Runaways. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's the problem. I, we're all trying to figure out how those things connect, Mm-hmm. We don't. That's not what we get paid for, you know. I know. 
So I think a lot of people is, are this, the the speculation of the Young Avengers being there is because we want to yeah. they're setting the groundwork to be able to do so, but they're really not. Yeah, and on a closing note for the Wandavision thing, just a quick speculation. I think we could see the first episode have no Wanda in it at all. It's just like a Vision daydream of like his heaven with his wife and his two kids, and then the that whole episode is the arc where a, a Grim Reaper character comes in kills the kid and then it's viv the mom and vision and then like the mom goes crazy or whatever and that's how like so the first two episodes could be the perfect vision life and then wanda shows up at the end of three or whatever and then it starts with viv the dog and then teddy and billy show up and all that kind of stuff so we could see both stories from pandemonium and from the tom king stuff smash into one right because they're casting everybody yeah that's pretty much what it is and like you said we don't because they are keeping this one so close to us, we're kind of just everyone's kind we're of spinning their wheels. Yeah, everyone's kind of spinning their wheels and taking the clues we have been given. Yeah, um, the only ones that really know what's going on are those are working on it right exactly. now. Exactly. So we can we can give us details. Yeah, that's all we ask. <laughs> just a little bit of detail. So uh, you want to cover some sing- single parent sweetness? Oh hell yeah, single parent sweetness. So SNL alum and not, single wait, parent wait, not, star. Not not single parents as we have a weird thing about <laughs> single parents. Like, mm, we'll get there. But. <laughs> I mean, Single parent star Taron Killam is going to be writing a three-issue Spider-Man story that ties into Empire, and this comes off the back of him doing a one-like story in Spider-Verse Four. He's doing like a web-slinger one, it's like a cowboy. I'm going to ask you which uh, which characters he play on uh, Single Parents. He's the main character. He's Will. Oh, it is that, Will. Yeah, that's that's Will. Oh my yeah. God, that's gonna be great. <laughs> so I, I don't. Okay, so I want to be this. I don't watch that much TV, but I love Single Parents. We both love Single Parents. And uh, so I didn't. I forgot I love he, it because of him. I forgot he was on SNL, and I, yeah. I just don't know their real names outside yeah. the show. I'm a big. Like I'm, I'm very much like, <laughs> oh, on this character, this guy, who I don't know his real name in real life. I just know as this yeah, character. So he's doing. That's so Will. Will is writing. <laughs> that's great. Great. Yeah. Apparently, he's a big Spider-Man fan. He did a whole interview when they uh, first announced him doing. Issue 4 of Spider-Verse, which comes out, like, next week. Yeah, I think so. So I'm excited. I wanted it to be this week, because then we could talk about it while we do this, <laughs> but unfortunately, no. Yeah, he's writing the Web Slinger story, and then he's doing the Spider-Man uh, Empire story. That's cool. Which I didn't know there was going to be a Spider-Man one, mm-hmm. and now that there is, oh, I'm excited there, for Empire. Right, so I'm going to, I'll tell you some, a uh, little bit more Empire spinning out your thing. They have announced four tie-ins to Empire. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Empire, Hulkling one shot. Yeah, it's a one shot. Uh, written by, uh, drawn by Luciano, which I was yeah. super hyped for. I think we talked about last week. Or that, was that on Friday when you came in? May have been on Friday. Friday, because we haven't yeah. been talking about it yet. Uh, so yeah, Luciano Vecchio's the offer. That's why I messaged him. Yeah. I was like, they're, they're creating Patrick Gleason, but I think this is yours. <laughs> he goes, no, that is mine. Yeah. Um, you have Avengers Zero and F- uh, Fantastic Four Zero. Yeah. Which are both one shots. Um, tying into it, you have uh, Fantastic Four, which is another Fantastic Four one by itself, which is Spider-Man, Wolverine, Valerie, and Franklin as yeah, Fantastic Four. That's crazy. And then, um, then Spider-Man right now. Yeah, and we'll uh, definitely see like a Young Avengers. Well, one. we've been talking about this. We got to be a Young Avengers. Doesn't have one. to be at know, all. But it could spin out of. Death you're Death more likely. You're more likely to see. Um, Normally, I would say Agent of Atlas, but they have a book going on right yeah. now, so actually, yeah, they don't have to right. try to get the rights back. Um, it's Young Avengers, for sure. It's, it's their time, baby. No, it's probably going to be... Uh, <laughs> the other times you'll probably get will be... I'm trying to think of books out right now. You're not, go- you're not getting a Thor one. You're not... You might get a Thor one, because he's space now. Or we'll get a Journey into Mystery again. Yeah, like a Journey... Yeah, something like that. Or like a Guardians tie-in, because it's space. You'll like probably get... Yeah, you'll get Guardians... 
You'll get you'll definitely get Guardians high in. Because they talk about it in the new one. one. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Ooh. So Guardians definitely. You'll get a Spider Man because it's a Marvel book. Uh Avengers and FF because they're both tied into yeah, the actual tied event. Into the big event, yeah. Um Spider Man uh Guardians, Avengers, FF, Spider Man. Uh, one, you get the one shot from uh, yeah, one Empire, shot. the actual um The only reason why one. I'm saying we'll get a Young Avengers one, besides it being Teddy, is also because they've been hyping it up since Death's Head and Marvel's uh, Comics 1000 and 1001, and I, Teddy I, is an emperor of a fucking galactic fleet, and you don't think his boyfriend's gonna go save him? But You're wrong. That's gonna be in the uh, Empire one-shot. In the uh, Lord of the yeah, Empire one-shot. Yeah, you can they see like a three-issue solici- mini where no, it's like... No, they the solicitation's gonna be about... Ted is about Billy going to space to go get I know, Teddy back. What else? What are his best friends going to be doing as well? They don't exist right now. They well, Kate does, and so does Death's Head and Patriot. They are. Patriot's not. Uh, Death's Head's not his best friend. <laughs> the new one is his friend, roommate, because he lives under the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's even Thanks, weirder. <laughs> but uh, no. So like the thing is, they I oh, everything from one thousand till Empire were was laying the groundwork to get to that point. So I don't. I think again, this is that whole maybe the Young Avengers is going to be there, like tie-in. There probably won't be. There may be mentioned, like oh hey, we're about to oh, like to bring Teddy back or from whatever, you know. But I honestly don't think there it will be a one shot at all for Young Avengers. I, I say this as a Young Avengers fanatic, I know, and I want you to be wrong so bad, because I just know it deep down that they got to do one. They'll probably show up in the the actual Lord of the Empire one shot. Or they'll be in the event somewhere, like, in the back. Well, right. They'll be in it, in the capacity, but I don't think they themselves will get a focal point. We'll see. Because I mean, we the could story... be wrong. They get announced well, no, next week. They, remember, the the actual Empire story, the um, the, the, the event itself is in an FF Avengers one going all the way back to the pre-scroll war. Yeah. So, it's going to be more about that. I know. And I just, I think the timing was right, and because they had a character in Teddy to play with to retell that story for a modern audience, it yeah. works. Because that's the same story they've been tra- they're building up in um, Phase 4 Avenger stuff. That's yeah, what yeah. Nick Fury is building. He's building, he helped yeah. build uh, sword he stuff, sword. and he's building, you know, talking about he's taking a side in, and we know the Kree mm-hmm. War is coming, uh, type of thing. So this is what it kind of, it's a kind of a separate zone between both. Yeah, uh, it's a way to bring that storyline back to uh, to newer to readers, modern audiences. Right, so the kids you, how, did you get to read the Intergalactic Operation Intergalactic? Dude, I barely no. know about the scrolls. Yeah, like I the, think I've read like two scroll books besides Meet the Scrolls. Scrolls yeah, <laughs> like uh, the Kree Scroll War is a big problem with history. So mm-hmm. um, I only know about it from the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, like that's the thing. I don't think they will themselves will get a Young Avengers, like. Mini or one shot, I think they will be in the event. Yeah. But they will not be a focus of an issue. I think, like, again, Spider Man gets an automatic focus because he's Spider Man. You know, because of. And we talked about this on our events episode. Certain characters get a focal point because they need to make it look like it's. Dude, Spider Man had one in the in the Thor event. I know. How crazy is that? I know. But he and didn't he was, have his he didn't have his own miniseries in the Carnage event. He just had two tie in issues. Yeah, but, but like, again, that's because I think timing works. I think it was more of a timing thing where, like, yeah. hey, we could just tie it into the actual yeah, Spider-Man like book. Spider-Man in the League of it, Realms was just such a, like, a weird, like, okay. But you couldn't segue this. It was in the... Was a hunting going on at the same time? 
Yeah, it was hunted. Yeah, they couldn't stop hunted for that to happen. Yeah, so they were like, Spider-Man's got to be in, right. He's got to be in this event. There's no way he, him and all those guys are locked in Central Park. Right. And Frost Giants are stomping around. Exactly. Yeah. So they had to do a side. I get it. So I think that's the same thing. Like they're not going to stop whatever storyline they would be doing for during the Spider-Man at the time. Yeah. So you'll get the one the the three mini. You're going to get the one shots. You're like you only one I know you probably won't get is Iron Man. It's because mm-hmm. 2020 is be still going on. Yeah. At the time, so you probably won't get an Iron Man one. He'll be in the Avengers book, though. Yeah, you'll get like because really? we don't know. We don't know how that works right now. Yeah, that's the, the he's a strange cat of what happens in the story. Yeah. Iron Man twenty twenty is wild right now. It started last week. Go pick it up. Go pick it up. <laughs> but I think like a lot of, like the your big characters like you you won't get a Captain America one shot because any he's, of the Avengers has, guys you'll be in the event. But like Spider Man because he's not an Avenger will get a tie in. Yeah. Like that's what it is. It's just how they freaking industry works. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a Hawkeye miniseries out of it. Where it's like Hawkeye and Kate going after like Skrulls. Or just Kate. They'll probably use Hawkeye because they need... Uh, they well, he's, need... Got free, he's got free fall right now. It, how long is free fall? Is that an ongoing? It, it was announced as a... Is it an ongoing? It was announced as a mini, but then if you look at the advanced solicits that just came out for issue three, it doesn't say of five, but the other books that got announced as miniseries say one of five, two of five. So Hawkeye might have gotten upgraded to at least a 12. That's what I thought. Or a 10. I, that's what I thought. We talked about this last week. And someone when, was, when we broke the news about it, it was a 5 issue. Okay, yeah, we did. But now five. I think it's a 10, it, from what it looks like. We'll see when the new solicits come out this week. Yes, we will. So uh, we'll jump into some more Marvel news. Marvel announces four new titles. Jesus, they just can't stop. <laughs> I, they can't <laughs> Besides Spider-Man, they announced more. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> you're going to get uh, Werewolf uh, by Night, written by Taboo. By Black Eyed Peas. Hell yeah! And, uh, and this fake and this fake man, Ben Jackendoff. <laughs> yeah, so Dude, I read name. the comments in the uh, article, and it was like, "Can can we say Ben's name isn't real? Is Ben a real person? He's is not. Taboo just making it up? Yo, I know Jackendoff's a real person. No, he's not. He's he's Taboo's secret best friend. <laughs> no, no, he's right. an imaginary friend. It's all delusion. <laughs> he also Taboo and Taboo. Yeah, he answers the phone as Ben Jackendoff. Yeah. He like that because he was like, "I need to come up with a great student name." <laughs> yeah, Jackendoff. I've seen his art before. Yeah, it looks good. It's good stuff. They, uh, but like the they, name just threw me off. They've dropped the uh, opening. They dropped the uh, cover poster, for the cover of issue one. Yeah, he's gonna. Be, it's gonna be set in a Native American, um, Oregon. So I forgot exactly where. It's gonna be set. Uh, it was like, uh, and it's not Jack Russell. He's not the lead. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's a brand Russell. new guy, but it's still Jack. It's yeah. still a guy named Jack. Yeah, or Jake. Of course. Jake, J-A-K-E. It's going to be Jake. like um, a Skinwalker kind of story. Like right. Native American. Yes. Like a guy. They'll probably say Skinwalker in it, so we'll be excited to read it. Yes. I like that kind of shit. I like that kind of shit. They also announced Partition vs. Barracuda. Making written, Barracuda canon. Written by Ed Brisson and D-Clan. Uh, D-Clan Savvy. These names aren't real. Declan Shavely. Thank you. And uh, where's Barracuda from, Hunter? He's from the Max Comics. Is he? That's what it says in the article. Is he? It says I, I'm really just oh, messing okay. with you. <laughs> I was like, I think it. Because sometimes I like messing with you about your knowledge. You're yeah. like, oh, shit, Bar- I might be wrong. Barracuda's from the Max comics. Cool. And then he's finally getting officially into the real Punisher canon. So okay. And then you have, of course, my favorite, Chilling Adam, which we talked Extra about last part! week. <laughs> which we talked about this last week, didn't we? We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Oh, we didn't. Because it came out the day after. Oh, yeah. We, I fucking nutted. That's why I was like, yo, what the hell is this? Yeah, because originally it was announced as... Cyclops, Gambit, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Angel. And we were like, that's a badass fucking team. Mm. And then we got Vita and uh, ben Bernard Chang on there. Yep. And we were like, cool, cool, cool. And then literally an hour later, they dropped this new image of a, a female-looking Cyclops, yep. a buff Jean Grey, yep. and a weird-looking Archangel, a female Gambit, and a white Nightcrawler guy. Yep. And we're like, what the fuck what is, is this? this? Turns out, 
What if the X Men had sidekicks? What kind of? And uh, that's how they. Uh, that's how they pitched how it. Pitched yeah, it. how Vita pitched it. Um, it's gonna be kids that kind of idolize the X Men. Yeah, literally the children of the Atom, which yes. is such a cool concept. And I know you're like nutting everywhere. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't. Your house has my, a new coat of paint on my it. My <laughs> pull list is going to be strictly X Men books until I can't feel my teeth. <laughs> and finally. Oh, announced sorry. like yesterday Kelly Thompson's got a Black Widow book which they said apparently this title is going to be super important um that was title super important I mean well, <laughs> yeah um but this title in particular is going to be very important for Black Widow as a character and going forward for the MCU yeah which means they're going to start doing more Red Room shit or just hyper it's, it's so weird they announced it a week after they announced Taskmaster and Widowmakers Widow and then yeah, Widow Widow Sting yeah. it's like so weird it's like okay do I just announce it all at once but whatever. And then we have one quick extra book breaking news. Marvel Resurrection? Yes. So it's called? Yes. Spinning out of uh, Marvel Zombies Respawn. Which was such a good book. Last, uh, which, October, which we fucking called. Um, you can go back. We talked about it. We literally it. talked about it on the show. doing a new one. That they were going <laughs> to definitely do one, a, a new book. Or uh, Originally, I thought it was going to be annually. You know they name dropped Resurrection first, right? Yes. The book was originally called Marvel Zombies Resurrection, and they changed it to Respawn a week later, and we were like, what the fuck was that yep, about? Yeah, Respawn. Because apparently, Respawn was the one shot, and Resurrection's the mini. Yep, and so. uh, Resurrection's going to be a four-issue miniseries circling around Galactus coming to Earth as a giant zombie man with giant zombie babies inside him. Hell yeah. Well, I mean... Well, it takes place from where we left off. Yeah, we left off, left off, so... Uh, definitely go check it out. There's it's very little information right now about it. Uh, if you go to Marvel's uh, YouTube page, you can check, check it out. They give you a little bit more detail right there. Um, I'm sorry, I'll play it for the show. And finally, the saddest news of all, James, hit us. HBO will not pursue a second season of Watchmen after David Lindelof left. So we no! kind of no, oh, no you called it. I called, you called it I like way called. before. I called it like after I watched the before episode. Before the show even started, you were like, they're not doing another one. And I was like, come on, man, have hope. Like, I'm like, no, this, it's a one and done type of thing. Yeah. And uh, again, this isn't a, to say anything wrong with Lindelof leaving. It's a whole... No, he it told makes the sense. story. He told the story. He even said he would love to be part of a, a Watchmen season two if they did do one. But he himself wasn't going to write and He doesn't want it. to be the showrunner. Right. He didn't want to showrunner. He just wants to either produce it or write it. He didn't want to do everything. Thing. And that, that was his whole thing. And I guess because he's like, I'm just off it now. Because I think they were like pushing him to do more than another yeah, season. The ratings were so high. Right. I think they were like, they probably were like, hey, I need you to do another two seasons. He's probably like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing all that. Like, I wanted to do. I told my story. They probably were pitching around a bunch of different ideas. It's just everyone. They yeah. probably just, A lot of the times when someone leaves, it's not because... Um, it's like really bad terms. They just couldn't come to their agreement yeah. whether or not... It's like the Scott Derrickson thing. They right. couldn't come to an agreement with it, so they ended up dropping it. Right. Now, who's to say they won't bring Watchmen back in three years? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Maybe we'll see Watchmen Season 2 at some point. Right. But for right now, for the, the foreseeable future... There is no Season 2. Without Lindelof. Right. Uh, at least without him. Yeah. Like, it's not to say they won't get another guy to come in... Or and, just reboot and, Watchmen as another thing. And like, not even, it's an extension to right, it. Yeah, like, and then, like, like a spinoff. Like I say, going back to what I uh, I oh, used, uh, went back to where uh, the finale of last of the season of season one. I think the best thing for them to do is that they can get different showrunners each season and do um, period piece episodes. Similar to American Horror series. Story. Yeah, like do an anthology, anthology series. Yeah. Do an anthology series. It works. You have thirty years to play with. You have, for, yeah. Ozymandias isn't there for most of it. You don't need him as the big yeah, bad no. guy. You have other. You have tons of other characters. You make people up. You can do the car reason why Six Spectre 
went from being that to her joining the FBI. That's a whole yeah. story. That's a whole season yeah. in itself. And her, one of her first cases is going back and going after an old villain from back in the day. Yeah. You know, and we you get can a whole, do, we get another one on Minutemen. Right. You can, you can do all of that stuff. It's not hard to do that stuff. I think yeah. they just were like, no, if it's not yours, if it's not you, it's not going to be good. And well, I think. Because they don't want to upset the fans, I think. Because a lot of th- problems that shows yes. have had, like True Detective, for example, right. season one, Apparently was insane. Yeah, off the charts, nuts. Apparently, season two was not as good because it was a different showrunner. Right, but even so, they don't want to have like, like yeah, we got Watchmen coming up again, but then season two is completely off base. Nothing makes sense. It's someone else using someone else's characters. Right, poorly. but even they make an anthology. Right, like they do American Horror Story. American True Horror Detectives, Story. True Detectives anthology. As well, right, but yeah. I mean, I think that's. I think because people didn't expect that from an HBO show. Exactly. But I, but we but again, now we, we know. But now we know. Yeah. You know, they can do one. Like you can do because of something like this, you can definitely do an anthology series. You have FX did it with Fargo. Yeah. Which is based off a movie. Right. Like you know, you can do you know you can do that with, like American Horror Story. That's it every season. Yeah, every, every season, season. A different, a different it's a different thing. So you know, you can definitely. And they can do have it. some recurring characters or right. recurring actors. Right. You and can, Jeremy Irons can still be around. Yeah, you can do it after you know post this where. You know, a season two where we don't know whether or not she took the thing because you don't you don't need yeah. to focus on that. Maybe it's ten years after season one. Right. Maybe it's ten years before season one. Yeah. Again. Maybe it's like a weird three hour long, like not a movie, but like. Because do you remember the Cape, the book? Yeah. Where there was like you read volume one and there's a three day period where the character's not there. Yeah. They recently did a story called The Fallen, where it was that three day period. So maybe it's like a three day period within the actual story we already have where another character disappears. And then they just do a whole season on what happened. Yeah. It's not, and again, these seasons aren't long either. They're not, yeah. you know, 20 episodes long. They're, yeah, they're like 8 to 10. Yeah, so you can definitely do a season where it's like, all right, we'll explore Lori's background. Yeah. We'll explore, you know, a little bit more of... The Rorschach stuff. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mir- origin uh, living, of the Rorschach cult. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, they explore it, but not enough where, like, they were already there. So let's, yeah. ex- let's explain all that. Do a story about what happened to Dale after he, they found out he was Lube Man. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. go back and talk about what happened to Dan and, and, and what happened to Night Owl. Yeah. You know, you, you have characters that still exist that you haven't done anything with. Mm-hmm. And you, you know. can even do like American Horror Story colon. You can do Watchmen colon. Yeah. Lube Man. Yeah. Well, have a whole season on Lube Man. I know, but it'd be like, <laughs> but you can do like a Watchmen like. Uh, the early years or whatever you want yeah, to do. the before Watchmen book. Right. And do it. You can do those yeah. stories. And I think they're missing out because they think they were like, so much, they were like, you have to stay. Yeah. And I think they, they pushed him out. Yeah, I think they did. Because they wanted him to do three more and he was like, yeah, uh, yeah, like, I but they could do it. Maybe next week we'll be talking about how that they announced the season two, but yeah. it's an anthology show now. Right, right. Maybe they listen to us. Yes. AHBO guys, just give us a writer's credit that's all we need. All I need is credit. That's all we need. All I need is credit. <laughs> all I need is credit. I don't know why people don't understand that. I don't want money out of this. I just want just sweet credit. Sweet credit. <laughs> oh, a little bit of breaking news. Bad Robot is doing the uh, Just League Dark movie oh, yeah. and TV oh. show. Interesting. I, I, so are they going to do... So we know that Just League Dark had a movie. Yes. With Batman, Constantine, all those guys. The animated one, yes. Yeah. And then they're doing another movie. Yes, so I'm going to read you directly from, uh, according to Deadline, Warner Brothers is is developing multiple projects with Star Wars Rise of of Skywalker director J.J. Abrams, production company. That's what they're giving him? Rise of Skywalker director, not 
Force Awakens, mm-hmm. the better one, or Super Eight, or Cloverfield, or anything else JJ's done, whatever. It's Lost like. or Spider Man writer, Alias, <laughs> Spider Man writer, yeah. Uh, JJ's production company, Bad Robots, the Just yeah. League Dark properties, be considered for both movie and television. Hell yeah. That's all we kind of know right now. I'm down for a live-action show, keep the Constantine guy, yeah. and then do a movie, maybe with the Constantine guy. <laughs> I love that man. I know you do. Matt he's Ryan? A, yeah. He's shit. a great actor. He's, he knows Constantine. He does. Anyway, James, it's time for the topic of the week. Okay. That's not the enthusiasm I wanted for that, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> what it. do we got today? So... Uh, this week marks, not this week in particular, but this week itself is issue 750 of Wonder Woman. Woo-hoo. She's been around for 80 plus years, so we're going to do a very special episode. She's uh, very, very wrong. Uh, they're doing an episode surrounding Wonder Woman herself. Uh, it's DC's first female superhero. She's not the first female superhero, but she's DC's first superhero. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go through our favorite moments, history of her, and a lot of Wonder Woman stuff. It's going to be a lot of Wonder Woman to handle in the next Wonder like, Woman and Spider-Man. What is with you? Wonder Woman. You never heard of that? It's Jack Black as Spider-Man and someone else is Wonder Woman, probably Linda Carter. I think it's an SNL skit. It, it's got to be an SNL yeah, skit. But it's, it's Jack Black as Peter Parker hanging out with Wonder Woman. It's really funny. Oh, Jesus. I can't. Wonder Woman and Spider-Man. That's the theme song. I'm going to hit you where I <laughs> Give us some Wonder Woman history. So I this, know nothing. So this is a brief history of the Woman of the Hour. Diana Prince, Wonder Woman herself, first appearing in All-Star Comics issue 8 in 1941, October actually, telling her first encounter with Steve Trevor, the first fight against Nazi, uh, against the Nazis who invaded the island, and fought, uh, fought, invaded the, uh, the island, which is Temescara, or Paradise Island sometimes, depending on what version, and following Steve, and then she donned the... Stars and Stripes at the very end of that issue. That was all the first issue. Wow. Her origin wasn't, like, her origin wasn't even her first appearance. It was just that Steve Trevor, uh, so, for those that know, the book was originally set in World War II. Steve Trevor Land uh, is a uh, United States, uh, United States Allied Forces uh, fighter pilot. He's get she gets shot down by, um, Nazis. Um, he crash lands, yeah, damn right. He crash lands on a Themyscira. Uh, in the book, uh, in the original, in All-Star Comics issue 8, it's known as uh, Paradise Island originally. Um, or Amazon Island. He meets Wonder Woman and he, he pleads with uh, Hippolyta to, for sanctuary and help. It, it, then we get the the trial, the, bull, the bullets, uh, the bullets and bracelets trials where she ends up getting becoming uh, Wonder Woman. Diana becomes Wonder Woman. She dons the stars and stripes, and then Nazis invade the island. She beats all the Nazis, and that's when she's like, "I'm gonna go man's world to help stop the Nazis." That's like that. That was her first appearance, which is actually kind of like, it's kind of like the movie. That's yeah. That's they, really they did almost like everything from that, besides all the weird stuff. Right. <laughs> so with that event on her belt, she would be then featured in Sensation Comics, starting with issue one in January of '42. Uh, her third big title wouldn't be uh, would wouldn't be until Wonder Woman issue one, which is, was the summer of the same year. With the Trinity of Comics now complete, which before, if you guys don't know, Batman uh, appeared in Detective Comics 27 uh, in 1940, uh, and Superman appeared in Action Comics, uh, Action Comics 1 in 1938. So now, with uh, Wonder Woman uh, getting her own title in 1942 and her first appearance being in in Also Comics 8 and 41, the Trinity is now complete. So, with that, her comic book kind of origin settled, her first appearance, we'll talk about Talk about a little bit about her publication history. 
Any questions, Hunter? No, I don't know anything about Wonder Woman, so I'm going to let you talk. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know she was clay sometimes. I'll get to that. <laughs> I'm going to definitely get to that. So, publication history wise. And she was a bondage hero. I know that too. Because, of course, I do. Of course, you do. But you told me that, so it's your fault. Yeah, because I know that. <laughs> uh, so, created by Dr. Marston, who was inspired by his wife and their life uh, their life partner, uh, Olivia. Uh, I want to say Olivia, but it's not. It's Olive Ryan. Like olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> I was writing this, by the way. I kept like, saying bye Olivia. Bye. I'm like, that's not her name. Because I'm like, Olive doesn't sound right to me. It's a, it's a human's name. It's a weird name. It's definitely an old-timey name. So I won't get into the detail of their actual relationship. The, because uh, it was kinky three of them. as fuck. Well, no. But uh, they are, are pretty much a thruple. Nice. Your wife would love that. I know. If I just had to say. I'm, I'm, I, I know. <laughs> uh, so Marston's uh, relationship with his wife and Olive can be further explored in the movie Professor Marston and the uh, Wonder uh, and the Wonder Woman. They oh yeah, I heard that was really cool. I, it's fucking a great movie, actually. Yeah. It's like, oh, FYI, Doctor Marston also created the lie detector. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know. He's that. the guy who created the lie detector. That's He's awesome. yeah. So that's why is, she. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, along with I Am Batman. Yeah. With the oh, Bill I'm, Finger one. I Am Batman is so sad. Is it I Am Batman? Uh, no, uh, Batman and Me. Yeah. Okay. It's about Bill Finger and yeah. the other. Oh, Bill oh and Bat- Batman, Bill. Yeah, Batman that's Bill. it. There and we go. There sad. we go. There we go. We got it. We got Batman it. Bill and Sorry, super boys. sad. Still, it's very super sad. Like he, yeah, it's sad. Uh, but yeah, so you can watch Doctor Marston and explore his relationship and creation of Wonder Woman if you want to get a, a, a broad personal take about the movie, uh, his life and stuff uh, with him and Olive and Elizabeth. Um, the movie actually was oversawed by his daughter. Oh, dope. So, like, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like a third-party... It was a third-party account, but it was someone that was really close to him. It wasn't like a friend of a friend and stuff like that. Dope, but also uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, my dad was into <laughs> what that. What about your parents' sex, wife, sex life? <laughs> so, Marston believed that comics could be educational and push for books to be to educate and excite young minds. And that and with that, he joined DC many years down the line. Uh, when he joined National Publications and All-American Publications as an educational consultant. Um... National publications and all American uh, publications would then merge later on to become DC Comics. You know what DC stands for, right? Uh, direct. Nope. Coast. Nope. Digital continent. <laughs> you really direct like... current. No. What the fuck is it? Detective Comics. <laughs> no, I thought I thought it was something different way no. back in the day. No, so it means. I thought they changed comics. it to Detective Comics recently. No. DC always meant to have comics. I thought it was something different way back. No, hmm. it was so when Nash. That's because of the popularity of Detective Comics twenty seven and how well Batman sold. Yeah, they no. renamed their company Detective Comics. Wow. It was also the top Detective Comics before that. Was so the they're top. Detective Comics comics. Yes. Hell yeah, marketing. <laughs> Pushed by the idea of creating a new hero that can win by love and not fist, he told he told he told this to his wife, and she said it was fine to go along with that idea as long as he made that character a woman. Um, the design of Diana, some say, uh, comes from the uh, comes from the look of their um, life partner Olivia. I want to keep saying Olive. Olivia. Olive Bryan <laughs> uh, originally pitched as Supremia. Uh, the name was changed to Wonder Woman, which was a common term. Supremia sounds very dominatrixy, and it's like, I am Supremia. Ooh, no, okay. the reason the, so like Superman, I get it. Right. Well, yes, that's why. And <laughs> yeah. then the reason why they changed it to Wonder Woman because it was a common term. Um, used back then when women would do crazy exciting things like oh you're a Wonder Woman okay so they used to use a common terminology that'd be like uh, I was going to say something really wrong here but I won't <laughs> I'm trying to think of common non-sexual slang terms that exist Dommy Mommy 
<laughs> well, thank you, Hunter, for ruining what could be no, the point. No, it's um, polyamorous. No, no, in, in general. I'm talking about in general. Like, oh, common okay. terms that we use for to describe women. Oh, I, I was off track on that You were... I thought you were still talking about their thruple situation. No! That's <laughs> on me. I'm looking at Rock City and Bebop art. My bad. <laughs> um, so then she, then this when she showed up in All-Star Comics. So now back to Diana. She has one of the most com- complicated comic origins of all time. Because it changes. And most, she is sculpted from clay from her mother Hippolyta out of love. As, as Amazon Island was only full of women, and they and thus they couldn't have children naturally. This origin pushes the concept of love and how the power, how its power can change the world. It's a, it was, it's kind of it was kind of a mix of Moses and other uh, and other and, and Greek myths at the time, at the time, Greek myths that existed. <laughs> uh, the second origin was in, introduced in the Silver Age, as she was then uh, she's still created by clay. Um, but in her crib, the reason why she has power, she was blessed by each of the gods. Yeah, like her. Yeah, that, like, that was her second. That was her second origin. Like that, yeah. Her third origin that was thrown out to the public is that she's the daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus, which was uh, introduced by Azrael during his New Fifty Two run. Originally, I wrote Greg Record. I was like, that sounds wrong to me. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, <laughs> it still has the same type of idea that love can change the world, but it changes the message behind it a bit. Mm. Now for some publication history. Uh, so we're going to jump into some publication history. The actual publication. Um, Wonder Woman went on various adventures with Steve Rogers fighting Nazis. Um, Steve and Rogers? Was, oh, my God. I don't know why I said... <laughs> Steve I, Trevor. It says Steve Trevor in my notes. <laughs> I don't know why I said... Oh, you know what? I was watching uh, Batwoman before on my break, and yeah. uh, they kept saying Steve Rogers and Captain America the yeah, entire episode. Yeah, like, the Slam Bradley. Yeah, Slam, yeah, Bradley. Slam Bradley. <laughs> and, like, oh, he looks like uh, uh, Captain America. I'm like, stop saying Captain America. <laughs> Um, so, in the Golden Age, all, most of her stories were her and Steve going on, on adventures, fighting Nazis and their, super, and their super weapons, and then eventually she joined the JSA and became a founding member of the JSA. Then, on to the Silver Age. Uh, she was hit like all of the comics during this time because of the comics code. She was cited as promoting lesbian and BDSM lifestyles from the context of her books. And yes, Marston did engage in that type of lifestyle, but that's not what... What, what he was promoting. He was promoting inspirational, powerful women. Yeah. Based off his relationship. And people were like, she's got a rope, and when she's tied up, that's her weakness. Yeah, And it's well, like, okay, guys, calm down a little bit. And yes, he did, <laughs> he was into BDSM and stuff. That's yeah, proving... I mean, that's easily... That's like, fine. Tell. <laughs> but that wasn't what he was promoting. He's like, oh, well, she's a strong woman, so she has to be gay, and, like, she's, she's secretly a lesbian, and, like, she's Island secretly... full of women. Yeah, I'm like, that's gotta be a weird time. Um, but with, <laughs> but with that uh, neutering from comics, from the comics code, Diana lost her voice as a champion of feminism and quickly became a love-struck puppy over Steve and many other male characters that were show up in her books. I'm not kidding. There's a whole story arc where she, a whole issue where she's rushing around trying to pick out an outfit to wear for a date with Steve. <clears throat> I'm yes. like, this is the most asinine thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. And again, not to shit like that type of style because there are stories that are like that. But you don't take Wonder Woman, feminist icon, and go, eh, you know, we can't have her promoting BDSM and lesbians, so... That's a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> like, go eat it. Uh. Uh, some other changes that came in the Age was removal for any reference of War II, but she also gained the ability to fly, so... Hell yeah. Uh, there's also the introduction of Wonder Tot and Wonder Girl, who was supposed to be stories about Diana, a younger Diana, as she lived on Themyscira. 
Um, they did that with Superboy. That, a lot of that was taken from... Um, they were doing the same thing with Superman. So they had Superboy and Super Baby, and they would have all this stuff. So then they did Wonder Tot and Wonder Girl, but then we talked about this on our Teen Titans episode, episode yeah. 27. It was our Teen Titans episode. And if you want to check out my rant about how that didn't work, <laughs> check out that episode. But I'll do it right here for real quick. Check out episode 27, but it's because Donna Troy was supposed to be Wonder Girl, and... Uh, sorry. Wonder Girl was never supposed to be Donna Troy. It was a de-aged Diana story they were telling, and then they, when they were writing uh, Brave and the Bold, and then eventually became Teen Titans, spinning out of it, they were like, well, we'll have all the teen sidekicks. Oh, Wonder Woman has a teen sidekick? No, that dum-dum, that's her. That's her. <laughs> yeah. Why no editor stopped that was weird. They probably didn't notice it was back in the day. They were just like, eh, fuck it. I would... Back then, they even had a smaller, like, it wasn't like they had, like, now, how many books come out a month. Yeah, but how many people cared back in the day? A lot. Eh, not as much. Well, you think that. Anyway, we go from that I rant about how that stupid story went to the awful, awful Bronze Age in the 60s and Silver Ages stories of... This is where she started losing all her clothes? Yeah. Nice. And her, and her powers. You, <laughs> you really... Not nice. It's dumb. I know. I'm just being a dick. So... In the 60s, the Amazons had vanished to restore the magic in their universe. With Denny O'Neill as the writer at the time, the series took a weird and horrible turn. It's the 1960s cover that we got for Wonder Woman uh, uh, issue 750. Wonder Woman lost all her powers, and by that means, and by that I mean she gave up her powers to stay on Man's World to help Steve. Uh, very much on the same thread from the Silver Age series from the post comics code uh, implications, she was rebranded as the new Wonder Woman. She wore a white jumpsuit and fought crime using karate. This version of the, her character was a mix between the action films at the time and Emma Peel from the British show The Avengers. Um, yes, it still kind of had that feminist, strong women thing, but you literally stripped her down of all her powers because she wanted to stay with a man. Anyway. Yeah, man, gotta love it. She was, uh, at this time, she was a magazine writer um, who was completely fashion-forward uh, and... Was a complete 180 from her characterization in the Golden Age. She was love struck all the time, and it was her writing articles about how to be a lady. Oh yeah, this is when she moved to New York, right? Yes. And she was just kind of hanging out. Yes. That was terrible. Yeah, it's I the, that. the that's the cover. Remember I showed you before, yeah. and her the white skirt and all that. Mm -hmm. That's that cover. That's the 60s yeah. stuff. She's just kind of there. Yeah, she was like she wasn't a superhero. She was like a super <laughs> spy. Yeah. Um, during this time, they tried to do a Wonder Woman TV show. Uh, it was a failed TV pilot. Diana was a blonde in that uh, TV show, and she wore a similar outfit to her white suit outfit. And it was very much like more of a super spy thing than a, a superhero TV show. Um, it wasn't until 1972, and Gloria Steinem, who brought Wonder Woman back to the forefront, all because of an issue of Miss Magazine. Uh, Miss Magazine uh, was a female empowerment magazine back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, Simon wants to show off Wonder Woman, but she, but it wasn't the one she knew growing up. Because she went and was like, alright, I want to use Wonder Woman. She opened the book and was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so she, uh, so, without DC's permission, she put, uh, Wonder Woman on the, she asked DC for permission to use it. They were like, well, it's the version of a character. She went and was like, no, we're not using that version. Completely redesigned Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Back to her, her Golden Age outfit. And slapped nice. her on the cover of Miss of uh, Miss Magazine that year. Once DC took notice about it, they were like, "All right, we're gonna bring Diana back to where she was." Awesome. 
But what they did, they did it where because she had quit the Justice League because she wanted to stay with Steve again. She quit the Justice League to stay with Steve Trevor. Stupid, we know. Stupid. You don't understand how dumb it was. It's very stupid. So she uh, then had to rejoin the Justice League, but all the guys were mad that she left the team to, to be with the guy, so they made her do a, like, 12 Trials of Hercules type mm. of thing. So each one of each of the issues that for the next year would be her doing uh, a trial by one of the Justice League members. Mm. Which is cool. I like the concept, but I think... It, I, but then I realized what time frame was written in. So it was written in the late 70s, so I feel like it was like... I need you to make me the the hottest cookies that even God himself couldn't touch. <laughs> like <laughs> make me the best goddamn ham sandwich ever. <laughs> yeah, like in my head. It's all I thought of. Like this that's all it was, right? It was just them being misogynist assholes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, but like it's in my head, yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> uh which was funny because again, she was also a founding member of the team. <laughs> They're like, Well, you quit and you have to do all these labors to get back on the team. Yeah, like the Hercules labor. Yeah. Except they were for women. Yes, but like, make sure you iron off the clothes. Make sure you iron out all the capes. All the capes—that's all the issue was. Is she sat there and ironed capes for an hour. <laughs> but like, seriously, it was—it's it, funny when you think about it because she was a founding member of the Justice League, and that's how they treat her trying to come back. Well, it's because they had, I think that whoever was writing it was a little uh, off base of uh, how to treat people. Well, a little bit. It was it? It's also back in the sixties. So yeah, seventies. It's not an excuse, but... It's not an excuse. It's, it's not good at all. It's not a good excuse, I know. It's really not. It's really sad, actually, when you think about it. What was... I actually, they actually have a list. Uh, there was Superman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Black Canary, Green Arrow, Red Tornado, Phantom Stranger, Elongated Man, Adam, Hawkman, and then Batman. Finished it up. Nice. And then, uh, at the time, they also... Uh, they brought back Steve Trevor, who apparently had died. Which I always forget that he did. He does all the time. Yeah, he does. He's one of those guys where it's just like, yeah, he's there and he's not. And then uh, he's working. He went to work for the United Nations, and then she got her Diana Prince name. Yeah. So in the eighties, the character went, uh, went back to status quo. She had all her original powers and her supporting cast, but that wouldn't be enough to support the sales. And then came the crisis. <laughs> of course, with, <laughs> of course, with the crisis comes a reboot. This time, they added more Greek mythology to the series. And this is where we get the Gods and Monsters storyline, which both inspired the movie, the live-action and animated movie that came Hell out. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, blah, blah. That's the one with Ares, the whole Ares uh, animated stage. movie, and then the oh, uh, and then okay. the live-action one. Yeah. It's both inspired by the Gods and Monsters story. We saw the addition to her arsenal in the form of the Wonder Dome, which was like her Batcave. And Alice like, Artemis. The Invisible Jet? No, we got that. That was a long time ago. <laughs> no. The Wonder Dome was like her Batcave. Okay. It was like uh, it was a floating. The invi- Wonder Dome it was, was floating- also invisible. Yes, it was a floating <laughs> invisible dome. Um, Planes and birds probably flew into it all the time. <laughs> shit. All they see is a woman standing in there, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I put some paint on the goddamn thing. <laughs> um, then they actually introduced Artemis, who would fill in for Wonder Woman in the nineties, and the reintroduction of Nubia, where they just read na- they read spelled it so it didn't look so offensive. Yeah. <laughs> She was a black Wonder Woman, guys. I get it. I know. Uh, we did see a return for the white suit for a mini story arc where she was a UN diplomat and also the death of Donna Troy. Then the second crisis happened. Starting with story storyline sacrifice, where which pushes Diana from being a warrior of peace into a killer, where she goes after and kills Maxwell Lord. Um, this is because Maxwell Lord had uh, mind control Superman, and Superman was about to beat uh, Batman to death, and Wonder Woman knew that even if she stopped. Uh, she, even if she knocked out Superman, 
Um, it wouldn't stop Maxwell from uh, yeah, controlling so someone else. So she throws a sword through him, right? No, she snaps his neck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's something else. Um, this pushes Trinity apart, which led to Jeff Johns' insane story, even a crisis. Uh, during that, we saw the invasion and disappearance of Paradise Island with the invasion of Omax. So, with another crisis comes another reboot. <laughs> yep. Where her, all her Silver Age wretches became canon, but uh, she had to stand for her trials after she had killed uh, Master Lord. And um, makes sense. That's fair. She gave up being Wonder Woman, and Donna Troy took the mantle, and she was stripped of her powers by Cersei. Interesting. Then there was that weird issue 600 relaunch where Diana uh, had that new redesign. With the pants? With the pants. Everyone was like, yo, no, she got pants no on. I like the pants. I love the pants. You're they the only one who liked the what? pants. Oh, I love that design. And then when New 52 happened, they took the pants off, but then had a couple issues where she had pants on and then took them off again. I remember that. Thanks, <laughs> oh, New God. 52. So, New 52 didn't like pants. Uh, issue 600, <laughs> uh, the... It was a controversial and confusing uh, run by J. Michael Skrzynski where Diana lived in a universe it was an alternate universe where the Amazons had to leave their mascara and all the children of the Amazons were living in the United States and were raised by regular people. But Diana was the only one knew that she wasn't from this earth. Weird, but okay. Well, the problem was they were trying to mix that story with the current DC, the current DC universe at the time, yeah, so was which was uh, the rabbit Batman stuff, and like it was such. It's not that was new for two, uh, where it was, it was such a weird mix of like that Diana and like Reginald Diana, and like no series could get her right yeah. because that storyline didn't make sense in canon. Mm-hmm. So with that, the the series had actually ended, and that's we lead to Flashpoint and New Fifty Two, pants and no pants, pants and no pants. Her. Where her origin was changed yet again, where I mentioned before with Brian Azarello. Uh, but this time, he took her from being the god of peace to the god of war. She was the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. And the story, if you ever get a chance to read that run, I love that run, in fact. The Wonder Woman run for New Year's is really good. It's dope. It's scary. It's like He wrote it as a horror book. Yeah. He he said he would he would have pushed it farther if, if uh, DC, DC had let him. Yeah. If, it, if they had like a black label, that type of book would have That's been a black label. That's why she's leader of Justice League Dark now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Like scary stuff. Yo, oh my God. This, yo, Justice League Dark is fucking it's great. Um, the best Justice League book out right now. So, when she, uh, she was charged with uh, taking care of Zeus's uh, child. After he was killed, she was also the family member of Justice League, and she dated Superman for a while. Yeah. I remember they had sex and destroyed mountains. It was weird. I mean, a lot of versions of them... Walking Detroit Mountains. Yeah, I think it was Superman. Superman Wonder Woman. Was, yeah, the book Superman Wonder Woman. They're just, it's like 23 issues of them hooking up, and it's really weird, but also a really good story. So, if you like that kind of stuff, it's fine. It's because that Superman wasn't the same Superman that we got before, because like they didn't want to pair him up with Lois every time, so they're like, he's dating Wonder Woman now, but then Batman was also in love with Wonder Woman, and there was like a whole thing going on, and the Trinity had a love triangle, and it was really weird. Thanks, Batman. Thanks, <laughs> Superman. Thanks, DC. I hate it all. <laughs> I hate it all. And then we finally got everything back to normal. So now we jump into Rebirth. <laughs> there we go. Everything back to normal. Which added a twist to Wonder Woman by having a twin brother named Jason. Yeah, I remember that story was like... It was good. Weird. Jeff Johns did that in his run. Yeah. He introduced Jason, and then it was Steve Orlando who uh, did the story with Jason. Orlando loves Wonder Woman. And then uh, she also forms a sleep dark. Now, which brings us up to date with Wonder Woman in comics. Hell... Yeah. Yeah, I ran down almost 80 years. Yeah, man. And what, how long How long did that take me? Uh, 20 minutes or yeah, so? Yeah, it's about 15, 20 minutes. I figured that would. 
I figured that was 80 years of Wonder Woman, guys. It's some fun stuff. So beyond that, was just I had to go all over that to explain how great the character was. It's a very super condensed version of what Wonder Woman and what Diana means to, uh, to us as comic book fans and what she means to the world for women. Um, of course, I didn't cover the movies. I didn't cover like the TV stuff because honestly, she didn't have. She had one big TV show, which was Linda Carter's TV show yeah. series. She's had two. One she has two. Movie. She had one big movie with Gal Gadot, Gadot. Uh, and directed by Patty Jenkins. Perfect Wonder Woman, by the way. For uh, me. Awesome, awesome. And then she's had two animated movies where she was a star, which was Wonder Woman itself, which is called Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, with Rosario Dawson be the voice, and then it was Bloodlines, um, Bloodlines coming out that came out this year, yeah. uh, last year, last and coming year, out yeah. this year, um, this month on DC Universe. Uh, Hell yeah! yeah. Um, so those were quick rundowns of, of Diana. I think. Overall, as a character, I think once she's always and will forever be a feminist icon. Um, she allowed to show girls, except for that small part where she was just eye candy. But then we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> when we step around the yeah. '60s, <laughs> when you don't look at the '60s too close, um, which is Unless really you pick up that cover. Yeah, I mean, but again, like I said, the biggest thing is it's funny because it's a big contradiction of what was going on in the world. Like you look at the world at the time and it was all about free love and, and expression and, and, and the you know civil rights movement and the women's rights movement and, and they stick her with they, like they, schlock yeah like, come on like really completely like <laughs> it's completely opposite and I think you know Diana um, always will embody the, the fact that love could truly change the world that's her that's her story she Dude. was created by a mother out of love she yeah. was given up she gave up her life for, you know, on an island of love, for love of someone else and yeah. love of the world she wants to protect. Yeah, dude, in the book we're going to read for the review, 750, yeah. she won't... Uh, this is a small spoiler territory. Let me spoil this yeah, book. Yeah, um, She's trying to stop Cheetah from fighting... Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Hippolyta, I think. Yeah, and, it's the anti... It's the evil version yeah. of Hippolyta, yeah. The and, mirror version, yeah. Um... She's just like I'm not gonna kill her. I like her. She's my friend. We're f- like she's using the power of love and friendship to like save a bad guy. And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's why I like Wonder Woman. Yeah, like I like Wonder Woman because like what you were saying, she doesn't just she's not like just badass woman like Black Widow. Ba- Black Widow's kind of one notish. Yeah, I know she's gotten more development recently. But before she was like Russian spy. She's good looking and she's a badass. She doesn't really have that much character. Wonder Woman's always had character. Yeah, she's always, always. been like you said a feminist icon where she's like. Tough, independent woman, but also cares about stuff. She's yeah. not just like I punch you, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. Substance. I think I think that's what the the whole kind of class idea with Wonder Woman comes from. I think they all kind of go, well, she's always like she's never been a one. You're right. She's never been a one no character. I can think of a one. I can think of gods and monsters. You know, I can think of, you know. Uh, what the, uh, who is Wonder Woman? It's a, uh, it's like right before the Shazansi stuff. Yeah. Um, we expose like what the world is like without Wonder Woman. Uh, the year one stuff, like a lot of stuff when I started reading Wonder Woman. I can go back to not the sixties, never the sixties. <laughs> um, right before uh, pre um, pre crisis, pre, uh, between crisis and infinite crisis, mm-hmm. where. All her stories were just like, look, I'm not going to just, like, beat the shit out of you. There's got to be a way. And that's why she's always been the ambassador of peace. And that's why I don't think people understand, like, she's not supposed to be, like, this super mega god killing, you know. She has all that, but underneath it, it's just the love of of, uh, of the world that she she has. 
uh, you know, of her teammates, of her friends, of her family, and that's what pushes her character. Yeah. It, yes, it's awesome that she fucking can throw lightning now. You know, yes. shit. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's cool it, that she can go inside the lasso as like it's an alternate world or something, but it's also inside someone's mind. Yeah, it's, Wait, it's, no, we'll talk about it today. Yeah. It's really weird, but it's cool. She's but got she, cool stuff. Like, it's all about like just being. You know, she's always just been caring and, and honest. And, yeah. Even with that whole one, that Troya stuff happened in the Titans book. With oh, yeah. Donna, she, like, yeah, she locked Donna away in the Watchtower, but she was still like, hey, man, if you want to talk, I'm always here. Yeah. Like, I care about you. I know shit's happening. We're not going to let that Troya thing happen to you. It kind of low-key did it infected, but we'll talk about that. Like, it's just cool to see her care for a character. That she Like, yeah, she was connected with Donna for a while, yeah. long time, but she's been separated from her for a while because yeah. she's her own character. And Donna's like twenty now. Yeah, but like it's cool to see like she still comes back and she's like, hey, even though you're out of canon for a while, I still like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, like, like, like Donna in this version it was built to kill her. Yeah, was, she was the god killer. Yeah, she was the god killer. And like, that, I was like, and she's and also she's my like, sister. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, you're my boy. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like she's she's that ride or die shit. Like, yeah. you know, she was sculpted out. Of, I think Donna's the one who sculpted out of clay in this continuity. Yeah. She is. Yeah, which is just a weird... She's like a sister, but also like a clone? Yeah, she's, was, she's a weird uh, clone. Yes. Well, clones are always siblings. Yeah, like Connor and Superman. Yeah. Unless they're children. Yeah. Of That's always... That's the real debate about cloning. Anyway. Um, yeah. Do you have any favorite <laughs> moment of, from 80 years of Wonder Woman? What could be... Which can you think is one of your favorite Wonder Woman moments, whether it's media or... Any other media or comics. Oh, I'm going to have to say... I, I haven't read a lot of Wonder Woman. I'm not no. going to lie. Yeah, I've read some stuff, like the Superman Wonder Woman book I liked, because yeah. I was liking Superman at the time. But that was very poor-ish Wonder Woman, because okay. it was very just like, let's have sex with Clark. And I was like, okay. Um, but Wonder Woman in general is just a great character. Yeah. I like her in, specifically, the Wonder Woman movie, because Gal Gadot fucking nails it. Yeah. Like, she in Justice League, she was fine. And in... God, Batman v Superman... She was there. Yeah. And she was the probably the best part of the movie. She was. Besides um, fucking that warehouse scene. Oof, as much as you hate that movie, the warehouse scene is fucking... <laughs> it is! It is! Fight me! And so her, her movie would like really redefined her in media, I would say. Besides mm-hmm. comic media, obviously. Yeah. Like, she's always been around, but like... She's never had a full-length movie. She was yeah. one of the first female superhero movies. We didn't write even getting Black Widow until this year. Yeah. Next month-ish. I think it's yeah. next month or March. And she was the first female-led uh, female led movie. Yeah. And it was so weird that Marvel took so long to do it. And then DC's like, it's our fourth movie. Granted, DC really jumped the gun on a lot of this stuff. That was one thing that they jumped the gun in a good way on. Yeah. Instead of doing a Batman movie, they put him in a, as a sideline character and made Wonder Woman one of the figureheads. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's go. And Gal Gadot, a lot of people were complaining about her because she's just a model. And she was in like two movies before Wonder Woman. She was yeah. in a Fast and the Furious movie as Hot Chick. Yeah. And she was in... Um, she was filming this before Wonder Woman came out, but then Wonder Woman came out first. Um, it was that, uh, the John Hamm spy movie with Jack Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, 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 where she was just hot spy lady. Yeah. And then, uh, but that came out after Wonder Woman. So, before that, she was just, uh, she was the, uh, oh god, where is she, she from? Is, uh, she's Israeli, yeah, she's Israeli She was in the military. Yeah, special forces. She was a model. She was Israeli woman of the year. Like Miss, Mar- like Miss yeah, America. Yeah, like thing. Miss America. Like Miss Israel. And then she just comes over and she's like, I'm Wonder Woman now. And everyone was like, you have no acting. You have 
you're badass, yes, but like, <laughs> what's going on? And a lot of people did not like how she looked physically. Yeah, which I thought was weird. I.e. boobies. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. It's the whole thing with Pattinson. He, they, got, they, they tried for the role, and they got it. Fucking stopped. And once that movie came out, everyone shut the fuck up, because mm-hmm. she was the best. Yeah. I absolutely love that movie. It's probably one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. There you go. And I like Man of Steel. So that, that may be a hindrance, but also it's, it's a good thing. There you go. Because I like Man of Steel, but it's definitely not one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. Wonder right. Woman takes the cake. I'm so excited for the new movie. Oh, that day for And I'm so excited that they brought back my boy Chris Pine. Chris Pine was one of my favorite parts of that movie as well. Steve Trevor, I don't really like his character. He's just like a military guy. Yeah. I haven't read too much into him. But, like, Chris Pine really just, like, fuck yeah, I love Chris Pine. So I'm so glad that everyone's coming go. back. Comic-wise, like I said, I didn't read too much. Yeah, sure. But I did. I was digging. I dig what they're doing now. Yeah. I like the Orlando stuff. Yeah. Or I think Orlando really knows how to treat the character. Yeah. So I'm when I was reading that, even though it's the first Wonder Woman book I've read in probably, like, a year and a half. Yeah. Um, besides Earth 1. Yeah. I think Volume 2, that was good. Yeah. Um... Steve Orlando really like brought it home yeah. and I just read the finale of an arc I was yeah. like this is just the end of it I'll read it because we're reading it from yeah. the store and I was like this is just good stuff ah, it's really good yeah, I, he really knows Wonder Woman I think what's your my favorite, favorite? Right, so my favorite Wonder Woman stuff overall it's hard it's hard for me because there's two in particular one is Wonder Woman from the animated series from Justice League oh, animated hell series yeah uh, which I'm like, yo, that's dope. She was great in that book. I like that just seeing the anime series, Wonder Woman. Again, it captured everything that the comics was. Uh, but it's cool you got to see the stuff that they, you know, just because you got to see everything live back. You got yeah. to see everything in action. And my favorite run, and my favorite moment, it's a weird mix. So, I love Azarello's horror stuff, and a lot of people didn't like his his run because of the whole because uh, they turned the Amazons pretty much to like well we have sex with men and yeah. then like we throw all the ma- male babies into the ocean to die yeah. and like and we use the men for sex yeah. slaves and like all this shit and yeah, I was, I was like, like that's uh, not cool well, they really made yeah it was yeah that was, but it was cool that you know what actually it was Greg Rucker's year one story yeah where he was doing year one of the truth side by side mm-hmm. I that was like, recently that was rebirth stuff yeah. yeah that was his rebirth run that was when he had like the whole cheetah origin yes. along with the uh fun sibling stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to say that run and the um, the 90s run where she had the black suit on and yeah. Artemis was one woman. Black suit was cool. Mm. It was like her stealth suit. Yeah, it was well. No, it was like it was a leather bra and like sh- like capri pants That's not and I mean. a jacket like the jacket that uh, Cassie later yeah. on wears as Wonder Girl. Yeah. It's that jacket and then Artemis is Wonder Woman. Yeah, so there's I don't two mean Wonder Woman stealth. I mean like her like underground. Right. Like, she's not With, Wonder Woman, but she's still being. Wonder right. Woman. That's what it was like. She was like fucking me not being Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, that's all I thought about. Was being I can books. do whatever I want. Let's yeah, go. She's like, I'm just gonna <laughs> do what I gotta do. Fuck not being Wonder Woman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I liked that, because she was just like, I'm just going to be badass. Yeah, 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 publicly, Artemis is going to be Wonder Woman, whatever, because Artemis... Because Wonder Woman, Cause Wonder Woman <laughs> be, uh, Artemis beat her in the, the Bullets and Braces contest. Yeah. Again. Uh, so Artemis became the Artemis we're reading in Red Hood. And they so. just recently brought her back, yeah. Yeah, so and then, um, with that, she was, Artemis was Wonder Woman, because they had described, they had discovered this whole tribe of Amazons that, um, worshipped Egyptian gods. Ooh, fancy. That's where Artemis Origins really from, and uh, they finally merged with uh, the mascara, the, the Amazon mascara, and then they had the bullets and braces contest again. Cause like, I was like, this bitch can't be 
one woman. What the hell is that? She can't be the representative. She can't do what needs to be done. And then Diane lost. And it's like, all right, cool. Fuck you being... I'm not, I'm not <laughs> knocking this up. Like, yeah. I'll still be one woman. Uh, and then uh, the year one stuff. Because it was Greg Record being a savage. Yeah. I've never seen a man... You can know that. That man's so passionate. He did a 30-minute speech about how much he loved Wonder Woman <laughs> at Comic-Con one year. I was sitting in the, in the booth. Steve and Orlando could double that. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there. I was like, yo... He was just going in for tw- like a half hour, and I'm pretty sure the panel wasn't prepared for that no. question. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" It was so <laughs> awesome to see that man's passion for Wonder Woman. Yeah, I love um, it. So I love passion, and you can see it on the paper. That's yeah. that's why I think that's why a lot of uh, Rucker's stuff for Wonder Woman. I think he just knows how to write. Rucker is just too. a good writer. Period. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's my favorite moments and stuff from Wonder Woman. But yeah, guys, definitely if you have a favorite Wonder Woman, definitely let us know. Let us know anywhere Post on the up. internet. Or come to the, to the store. store and talk to us. We'd love, love to talk to you about it. You know, definitely go out this week and pick up, you know, if you're a Wonder Woman fan or you want to take a look at Wonder Woman stuff, definitely go out and pick up issue 750. We have so many covers and they're all fantastic. They are. This Again, they're doing breakdown covers. It's like uh, the decade, decade cover, covers like, again. Uh, like Action like Detective. Detective. Um, they will be doing this for Wonder Woman and the one for Flash, for Robin special and Joker special and, and the Catwoman special. Yeah, so many specials this year. Uh, it's 80 years, hey, guys. Hey, we get to cover Robin, Catwoman, Joker this year too and Flash. So I'm excited to cover all the history of them because I know more about them than I know about Wonder Woman. Maybe I'll do the Flash history for you so you don't got to do it. Unless you want to, I'm Mr. Jake. Absolutely Eric. going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, definitely guys, check it, come down, check it out. Um, show your love for, you know, Fucking one of them, the first female superhero, you know. So with that, guys, we'll jump into our wonderful book reviews. Hell Hunter, yeah. So it's book, book reviews. We haven't done book reviews in a couple weeks. Three weeks. weeks. Oh, two weeks. Four weeks. Because we skipped two weeks for the oh, holidays. Oh, yeah. And then we've done our, you know, amazing awards. So we haven't done a full-on book review in a very long time, and I'm excited. I was debating on what I wanted to do. A Blaze released a book called Kids with Z. It's about z- kids fighting zombies. It's pretty cool. I wasn't too interested okay. as much as this book. And then they also released, Marvel released Agent, uh, Agents of Atlas, um, Atlantis Attacks, attacks. which was did the direct sequel to the five-issue mini. Yep. Namor attacks uh, Pan, and they're like, fuck no. Yeah. <clears throat> Stuff ensues, and I want to spoil it. That's not my book this week. My book. So this what week, is your book this week? You knew what I was going to do right when I walked in, oh, I and know. I was debating it. Ghostbusters Year One. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is really good. It's done by... I didn't do my prep work. Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening. I believe this is the same team as the... Probably, I mean, the same artist as all the other Ghostbusters books. Yes. I think it's the same exact team as the... Uh, the last uh, one? Uh, uh, Transformers Ghostbusters. I yes, could be it wrong is. about the writer. But anyway, this book is really good. It's uh, This woman is writing a book. Her name is Mar- Rebecca Morales. She's writing a book on the Ghostbusters... Like, this takes place two or three weeks after they blow up the Stay Puft Marshmallow and they fight Zool. Okay. It's right after the first movie. They didn't do the second movie yet, and they, none of the other comics count towards this. Okay, so it's, the it's, a, so it's a... It's a direct it's a, sequel to the movie. To the but movie. it's a prequel to all the comics, because they never okay. released one after that. So, each one, each issue is going to focus on one of the Ghostbusters telling their origin story. This one, issue one, is on Winston. So Rebecca shows up. She's talking to the. She talks to the Archbishop, the Mayor. She talks to Louie and Dana and uh, a bunch of cops and stuff. And then she ends up talking to Winston. She talks about. Uh, she starts asking questions like, "Hey, how'd you get to the Ghostbusters?" Blah blah blah. So he. So Winston sits down, and he's like, "Oh man, I guess you want all these 
fucking an- questions answered and the uh, reporter, she's like, yeah, um, Venkman really talked my boss into getting an exclusive deal. He paid a lot of money. So, yeah, I want everything because yeah. Venkman pisses me off. <laughs> so Winston goes in. He said he was an ex-Marine who, w- instead of going back to m- Michigan, wanted to do New York. He did a construction job. The boss wasn't cool. He dropped, like, a hammer on yeah. He almost dropped a wrench on his head. So then he sees an ad in the paper for the Ghostbusters. He goes there. In 20 minutes, he gets the job. Basically because Janine's like, can you carry 100 pounds on your back while running? And he's like, yeah. She's like, you're hired. So then he starts shooting out. He starts testing out the gear. And Rebecca's just like, really? You got hired in 20 minutes and you practiced shooting ghosts by shooting pumpkins with a laser backpack. I mean, not and he no. was like, yeah, it's, it's what you got to do. Because in the movie, Winston kind of just shows up with a hearse. And he's like, I'm your guy. And he just joins. So this is a cool, like... Because we know how Ray, Venkman, and Egon all got together. Right. But this is a cool, in, like, insight on Winston. Each issue isn't going to focus on just Winston, though. It's going to be one of each. Right. But it's still cool to see, like, a Winston story. So then we see that his first ever fight was with Edgar Allan Poe. And I was like, hell yeah! So it's just really cool to see the origin of the Ghostbusters, besides actually watching the movie. Well, yeah. I love the year one stuff. One of my favorite books for the uh, Marvel DC stuff was Flash Year One. Right. I love all that Year One stuff. Batman Year One with Kevin Smith was fun, even though he made him pee a little bit, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's just good. I really like it. Um, I can't give it higher than a four because it is, the like, the art and the writing is exactly the same as every Ghostbusters book that's ever been. Okay. They're all snarky. They're all fun. It's all sly and cool. So, no extra points for writing, so it's definitely okay. going to be a solid four. There are some stuff that I wish they went a little more in detail on, because this is the only Winston issue we're probably going to get. Yeah, I, I, that's why I think that... So I wish they went a little more in-depth on the Winston origin. They didn't even talk about how he brought the hearse there. Doesn't matter. He just showed up. <laughs> I know, but like, they didn't even... like. It would be cool to be like, oh yeah, and I had a hearse, so they really needed me. Like, I would like that extra little bit. Right, the, yeah, little nod. Yeah, and I, I was also a little upset that we didn't get too much of Louis and uh, Dana. They were in two seconds at the beginning. Okay. I would really like to see more of them. Alright. But overall, it's four out of five. Four out of five? I really dig it. I love the Ghostbusters. I'm a little biased. Well, that's if why you I, read this, you might not give it such a high score, but it's bueno. Well, that's, why I said, that's why I figured you were going to you definitely would take that book. Yeah. I knew that you were definitely were going to. <laughs> I was trying to trick myself by reading other things. No. And then I was like, Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> dumb, dumb. I'm the Ghostbusters guy. All right, so my book of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Oh, written, yeah. Written by Al Ewing and art by Juan Cabal. For some reason, I thought this was Mark Wade. I don't yeah, know I know. That's why I was like, why? I think I was mixing up with Doctor Strange because he's continuing the Doctor Strange run, with Mar- but I don't know why. Yeah, still nothing. Al Ewing, no offense to Mark Wade, is a much better writer. I love Al Ewing. So now that I know he's doing it, I'm super yeah. excited. Give me what so, you got. So this is a direct <laughs> sequel to issue 12 from Donny Cates' run on Guardians that was only three weeks ago. Uh, I can tell you that by for a fact because it was still in the bulk box when <laughs> yep. I saw it on Saturday. I was like, shit, that was only three weeks ago. Um, so it d- definitely continues off last there. So I won't spoil so much from the last run, but it does open up with the Guardians that survived the last run, kind of all living together. From there, this is also a direct sequel to another Marvel event called Avengers No Road Home? Or No Slightly Surrender? Slightly, and also Annihilation Scourge. Yes, I was going to get to that, but uh, it's Annihilation, <laughs> it's, uh, what I mean is, um, is it, was, it No it was Road no, Home? It was, it was uh, no, yes. or No Surrender. No Road Home was the second one. Yeah, so No Road yeah. Home. So it's a sequel to No Road Home, <laughs> and a little bit of 
because thank God that Al Ewing is a continuity whore. He knows that at least the scourge happened, yep. and he talks. To, he does mention a couple of things about some things like um, Empire being Empire happening behind the scenes in the Mall cosmology, and uh, Xavier and Lalandra's daughter taking over the Shi'ar Empire, which is happening in New Mutants right now. So thank God someone just got nudie. So Nova is forming a team. tries to form a t- is going to try to form a team. To stop the rise of the new Olympian gods. What happened was that they all died in uh, No Road Home. Uh, thanks to Nyx. And they were all reborn at the end. Yeah. Because uh, the cosmic wheel has turned, I guess. That's what they keep saying that. But that really is that every god goes through a cycle of, of death and rebirth. Yeah. Um, and it's the, up to the Guardians to stop them from, purge, me, from purging and sacrificing most of the universe. Because every time they come in into our dimension, all they want is a tribute. If you can't, if you don't bow to them, they'll kill you anyway. Yeah. So this new Guardian team, which is made of Nova, uh, Richard Ryder Nova, uh, Faye Lavelle from another universe that was introduced in Donna Gates' run, uh, Moon Dragon, who's Faye's girlfriend and also introduced from alternate universe, introduced in Kate's run, uh, Nova Marvel Boy, who is uh, a creep from an alternate universe. Jesus, alternate universe people. Yeah. Uh, and Peter Quill and Rocket. Yeah, classic Guardians. So, oh, uh, I'll tell you my my favorite part of the book. Then uh, my actual favorite part of the book is that they do a th- one panel throwaway. It really is a throwaway, but it's Rocket and Peter talking about their first time they met, and it's a uh, redrawing of when they met in Annihilation. That's cool. The first Annihilation, uh, th- that current version of Peter yeah. and and that version of Rocket, and he goes, Rocket's like, hey, I, oh. This new, he goes, it was all so many years ago. I don't think uh, young Groot remembers back then because he's been rebooted. Yeah. He, he, he got like four times. Well, <laughs> he went from his big version, became illiterate, and then he was baby Groot for a while. And then he got killed, became yeah. baby Groot. He goes, he goes, so you, it makes Rocket's like, Peter, that makes you my oldest friend now. <laughs> so I thought that was a really cool kind of nod between the two of their relationships. Um, and you get to see that Peter settled down with Gamora. They're all living together in this weird house on Half World. Um, yeah, and they're just living their life until the scourge comes. But that's how most team things happen. Yeah, they always had some happiness until the setup needs to I think, set itself up. I think Juan Cabral's art is on point with this book. Uh, the splash pages are phenomenal. I think the little details about drawing every, like drawing the, the different alien species is going to be fun to see from him. Um, yeah, I don't have really much crazy to say without spoiling the book because it's not, it's not our week of the book, our book of the week. Um, but I definitely say if you are a Guardians fan and if you missed Donny Cates, uh, the Donny Cates boat, I definitely say catch the next one and jump on Al Ewing's because I don't know how long this book is going to last. And the way this book ends, it looks like it's going to be kind of crazy when we get closer and closer to Empire. I'm excited. So I definitely go out of your way and go pick up Guardians of the Galaxy number one, written by Al Ewing. So are you ready for the bo- Soul Book of I'm the ready week? for the Soul Book of the Week. We've been talking about it all day. Wonder Woman 750. I can't believe we got this far, boys. So it opens up. We're not going to spoil too much of the finale of The Wild Hunt. Right. Besides what as I did much, briefly before. As much as we do, do spoil um, Soul Books a Week, it's a little bit different. Because it's six, one, two, three, four, eight, nine stories. Nine stories. Uh, we're not going to spoil The Wild Hunt, written by Steve Orlando and drawn by Jesus Marino. But uh, it's the conclusion of what he's been going on for right. the last couple issues. It's super good. I really wish we could talk a lot about it. Right. But 
not reading Wonder Woman. I don't want to just like give my two cents on it. Right. Oh, oh, sorry. So you have yeah. you have the nice stories. The first one being Wild Hunt finale, written by Steve Orlando and Jose, uh, Jesus Marino, which Hunter just pointed out. Uh, to Leave Paradise, written by Cami Garcia and uh, art by Phil Hester. Uh, from Small Things, Mama, written by Gail Simone. Oh, Gail Simone. <laughs> Gail Simone. And, uh, art, uh, art was done by Colleen Doran. A Mercy Visit, written by Sh- Shannon and Dean Hale. Art by Art by Riley uh, Riley Romisi, uh, Rosmo. R- Rosmo. Uh The interrogation written by uh, Mariko Tak Takanami, and drawn by Elena Casagrande. To me, written by Marguerite Bennett, and art by Laura Braga. Never changed. Written by Greg Rucker, and art by Nicholas Scott. By the way, uh, that was going to be my favorite story, but it's not. Uh, as always, uh, sorry, as always. Always written by Vita Villalea. Hell yeah. She's everywhere. And uh, drawn by Amanda Clay, Napala. Nahuba? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry about putting your name. And The Brave New World, written by Scott Snyder and drawn by Brian Hitch. Hell yeah. Creative teams. Now, I think we should only spoil our favorite stories. Yes. Instead of spoiling the whole book for everybody. Right. We will only spoil our favorite Each stories. Each one is fantastic in its own way, and some of them are callbacks to older stories. Yes. So, what's your favorite? Because I know mine, and don't call, don't don't take mine. I'll let you go first then. No, because I okay. feel bad. You okay, go. I'll do mine. <laughs> so I actually had two, but I want to have to pick one. So hold on, let me get to it in the book because it's not. In, when we read the uh, order, it's not the same. Yeah, it's very different order. Yeah, my favorite's this one. Fuck. <laughs> I knew we'd have the same one because it's so good. It is so good. So, actually, so you, you, know, we, you, you can go first. Okay. Then. So, me so and Hunter, both of our favorites. I, I have I had two favorites, but this was the other favorite of mine. So go ahead, okay. take uh, it. The interrogation, which is done by Mariko Tamaki. Uh, oh my god, I can't even say it. Tamaki and Elena Casagrande. It is Wonder Woman in interrogation room. She's got picked up by the FBI or the police, or it's not really specified what department they are, but she is uh, taken from, like, helping out an explosion in a house, uh, in a uh, store, and then a disaster on the beach, and this guy is just basically saying, yeah, you save people, but also, you're also a cause of a lot of problems. Turns out, motherfucker's Aries, and he's just picking on her. So good. I love that twist. um, He goes... Uh, and the person uh, who needs to be a hero, who seeks out destruction so she can be a hero. Do you ever wonder that? And she goes, no, I know the difference. Uh, he goes, yeah, enlighten me. And she's like, you need to stop this, Ares. I know it's you. You didn't even try hard. And then he just reveals himself. And he's like, yeah, sorry, but fuck you. And he just starts fighting her. It's just such a good, oh, I love this stuff. And then turns out, spoiler, spoiler, she actually trapped her, uh, she actually trapped Ares in her in a different trap, inside of a trap. I love this. <laughs> the art's I fantastic. It. I love it. And then we get to see Cassie. We which, do. Oh, not Cassie. Oh, God, who's that? Is that Cassie? That's Cassie. Okay, cool. She just looks different. I think she's wearing um, Amazonian armor instead yeah. of like, the regular red. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that story. I love Maria. Oh, my God. Maria Tamanaki. Oh, my God. Cool. Sorry, I'll get it right one day. Yeah. I'm not good with names, at least pronunciation. So I really liked it, and I know you liked it too because you we just had a little scuffle. Yeah, I was like, fuck, I really like it. So, um, what's your favorite? Dreams? My favorite one is actually called is the uh, Marguerite Ben story. It's called I was gonna say always, but it's not always. It's called oh my god, I forgot what it's called. Oh, 
No, it's not down there. Is it uh, to me? To me, yes. Yeah. So it opens up with Bat. So it takes place in the Bombshell universe. Hell yeah, I saw that one. That That's immediately. I was like, I love this. Yeah. So it, it looks like they're all kind of getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. So it opens up with Batwoman talking about um, how she met Wonder Woman and what Wonder Woman means to her. Um, so they're like, the Mystery of Magic, the Stargirl, the Huntress, Renee Martoria, and the Splendid Shazam, they call us the Bombshells. Um, but as Legends twists and change like Saturday afternoon radio serial, there's one among us who will burn eternal, forever known to you and me, uh, and all covered as the Wonder Woman. They, and she just wants, she's telling the story of, each person, each person is telling the story, like, there's a page about Steve, the uh, Steve Sharp's story, about how he landed on Paradise Island and how he, uh, she helped him. You have how she helped raise the Soviet Supergirl in this version and how she took care of her, how she showed her how to get over the loss of Stargirl and how she taught her how to fly and how that even in darkness you can get, you so get out of it. You can you need that darkness a little bit in your life sometimes to make the rest of your world feel bright. Mm-hmm. And she also taught her how to fly. Uh, and then <laughs> the rise of the Wonder Girls. And... Which were like who were the one? Uh, exactly, I can't remember exactly all of them. They were oh, it was they were at um, the, the Japanese internment camps, and they were just different uh, different Wonder Girls that have been throughout the universe. The yeah. different canons they mm-hmm. mix them all together, and how the one um, the it was Donna Troy, Cassie, Sam, Mark, Yuki. They created two one Yuki, Yuri, Kasuma, and Emily Sung yeah. became the Wonder Girls. Uh, they were there to stop the tournament camps, and but how she will ever forever live on in the their universe as their true first hero, as the hero, um, and what inspired each and every one of them to unite. And I think that's really cool. Um, and yes, I do rag on Marguerite Bennett on and off, but I think that, and we were talking about her before. Yeah, I think that was a kind of a cool story for her to tell because one is yeah. based on bombshells, and also she did all the bombshells. She did the bombshells up, yeah. so she knows that the version of the character. But I think it's still kind of cool to see how. You show Wonder Woman as a whole, yeah. even in that universe, it's still mm-hmm. it's just a Wonder Woman. And then we're not going to talk too much about this, but the Scott Snyder one right at the end leads World. into her new status quo. Yes, so as I was an original spo- super. Yeah, as one of the first. She's out the first superhero. And then I thought that was a new Green Lantern, but it's actually Alan Scott. Alan Scott. And so once you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm just dumb. All right, <laughs> so that well, I won't spoil it. Bruce but it's spoiler. set in uh, it's set in 1938 during the World's Fair, and it's. Very akin to Action Comics number one, where something happens which draws out the hero. There's something that's going on, uh, and Wonder Woman is visiting Queens during the World's Fair. So if you look at the cover or the A cover of Seven Fifty, she's holding up the World's Fair mm-hmm. um, globe, and there's attack on Roosevelt. I might as well spoil it. There's attack on on Roosevelt, which she stops, and then mm-hmm. Roosevelt's like, "Oh well, who are you?" And she's like showing off, like. They film her like doing a bunch of things. Like she lifts up a train, very akin to Clark lifting up the car, and that's comes one again. Shut up. Uh, akin to Clark lifting up the car. Um, there is mm-hmm. like the scene, like they show other scenes of her doing feats, yeah. and it's actually all told through a movie serial mm-hmm. that they. So back in the day. Uh, before movies, they would do uh, news yeah, around the world. They showed that about often Captain America, the first event. Yes, and they've done that before. So they yeah. show movies before uh, so before movies. They show news clippings for what was going on the, around the world, and then it's Alan Scott singing in the movie theater, looking at his his green ring. Like, time to come out. Yeah, be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so I can't wait. Like that was cool yeah, to show that. Hopefully we get some sweet Justice Society stuff. Yep, and I think that's what Tom uh, Scott's been teasing forever. Yes, and I think uh, her Sasquatch was the first superhero. And I think, that, and then like sense. I said, every seven fifty or any every uh, uh, big issue that's coming out this year, it's going to show the new Sasquatch for that character in the DC timeline. Mm. But I think this is doing this first one because it's how time works. Uh, kind of sets the, the pace of what they mean. They don't have to be big, crazy stories. Like, yeah. that wasn't a big, crazy story to be like, yeah, she's the first uh, hero. Yeah. But you can still go read 751, 752, 753, yeah, and they're not. Keeping the, um, their the rebirth. Numbering. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then the rebirth history so far. Uh-huh. You know, so you definitely, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a couple of the stories that are in here that are fantastic. Um, each one of them shows off Diana. Uh, in a one very different way. I think I was going to pick the Greg Rucka one, but I knew if I read that one, I'd cry. <laughs> the Rucka one's really good. Yeah, because it's so, it's so like, you know, it's all close to the chest. Like, yo, you, you keep trying yeah. to save her and it doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm like, but she's a friend, save her. <laughs> Rucka, you're the writer. You're the writer, you dickhead. You can make it happen. You <laughs> can make it happen. <laughs> Just let her have closure. <laughs> all right. Guys. So bring it home, Hunter. Thank you for listening. You can head to our website, androidscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at androids underscore comics and Twitter at androids comics for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Support your local comic book shops, and have a nice day. That was a weird accent. <laughs> and it with a tiny bit of Irish. Why? Because I can. 